0: Hello, Welcome to Nerd Canon. I'm Beth. I'm Paul. But we can't tell you our last names. We can't tell you what town we live in. We <laughs> can't tell you what state we're in. Uh, this is a podcast where two librarians look at pop culture cornerstones from their childhood and decide if they're good enough to be shared with the next generation of nerds. We do, Night- we do
1: dox our minor children like every other episode. We but. do.
0: <laughs> we definitely do. And like I yeah. dox handsome boyfriend like every episode anyway yeah tonight tonight we're welcoming special guests we have casey and alex from the podcast animorphs anonymous and the newly minted apple grant book club um hi new friends thanks so much for joining us thank you for having us oh we're so excited you're here can you um tell us a little bit about your animorphs adventure your podcast oh
2: boy can we casey do you want to take this one or do you want me (laughs) to
3: So my dearest friend Alex here, who I'd known for more than 10 years at this point, we were roommates in college, and she she's a huge Animorphs fan. She came to me one day, years ago, and was like, hey, I really want to read Animorphs again. Do you want to read them with me? And do you want to do a podcast about it? And I was like, okay. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> five years, how has it been? Like four or five years, I think, at this point, Alex?
2: We launched our first episode uh, January 1st, 2018, so we're over four years now.
3: Wow. A little bit. Yeah. So we read all the books. We talked about all the books. We have hours of us talking about the books and other things not related to the books, and it's just been a really fun time. Yeah, and we're still still podcasting together because we just... Loved it so
0: much. Awesome. I love it. I think every podcast starts with two friends going, hey, so do you want me to just do this thing with me? Because I have this itch to do a thing, and if you could just, yep. I don't know anything about that. Um, <laughs> Paul, do you have a bad synopsis for us? I do.
1: tight group of teenage friends form a fight club to work through their shared trauma after one of them has a
0: disfiguring accident. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's pretty intense. I love it. I mean. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> All right. So um, Animorphs is a series of books whose original run was from June 1996 to May 2001. There were 54 main series books and 10 companion books written by K.A. Applegate, uh, which is Catherine Applegate and her husband, Michael Grant, and then later Elves. That's what we, uh, we call lit ghost writers. <laughs> um, and published by Scholastic, who we also have names for but <laughs> as librarians but okay so paul what was your experience of animorphs as a kid
1: i remember the covers and that that's where my experience ends i cannot believe i never read this before this is like one of those weird holes right in over, my childhood yeah, this is exactly something i should have been reading and getting from scholastic yeah magazine you know the, the little book club magazine thing yeah but I don't know. I, I remember seeing the images of the pictures of the you know the people morphing into the animals, and that's that's the end of my memory. I don't have anything else. I'm I, I'm mystified by this random hole in my childhood. I don't know. Do you have an experience?
0: Well, but? you and I have been in the same wormhole because I also didn't read these. I was way too busy at the Scholastic Book Fair with the scary stories to tell in the dark and the Goosebumps. Like I had mm-hmm. other you know things going on, erasers shaped like cats, etc. So like I. <laughs> I was busy. I never read them, but in my head, they are somehow, even though I never read them in my head, they are like a classic. And I always, like you felt a little bit like I was in the hole. So because both of us doofuses are in the hole and haven't read them, we invited our experts. So yeah, this, um, is,
1: this is, yeah. not, this is a very important guest episode. Because <laughs> Actually, we have, we
0: this might be the first it. thing
1: we've done that neither of us really neither has. Us. Sometimes a good
0: one about. of us has nothing. I think we both put it on the list thinking like it's huge we have to talk about it but all i can think of are the covers so anyway um mm-hmm. do you guys want to tell us your experiences as a kid a little bit yeah of reading the series
2: okay so i mean the covers are uh, the most iconic part and when you're saying that i was going to say kids are either like rl stein or k apple <laughs> k like yeah there's like, crossover I'm but i'm team jovial yeah. bob stein over yeah. here like okay. <laughs> makes sense so my experience growing up with it, I started reading it a little probably young for the series. I was seven or eight when I started reading it, and I, I grew up, as they were coming out, I would buy them kind of at random. My first one was Book 14, which is a romp to uh, Area 51, basically, to find an Andalite toilet. So, like, you know, it sounds insane.
1: <laughs> I didn't make it that far.
0: Oh. <laughs> no, Me neither. <laughs> i think you could have done a game where you gave us synopsis and we guessed which ones were real because i wouldn't have guessed that
2: (laughs) oh man well see i i could tell you that but like the the way that the series progresses is so insane right because like i i grew up and like i loved the books for the animals and the morphing and um but then the characters grow into this thing that's so far beyond them and so having like the two female characters cassie and rachel they are absolute like icons of just strength and power and incredible things. So I like really grew up like really loving these kids and like loving these stories. And then, of course, it grows into you guys haven't gotten this far yet, but it grows into a story about childhood trauma and PTSD Mm -hmm. and war. And uh, there's even a story in there about same sex couples. (laughs) That's kind of very far hidden because it is scholastic, of course, but uh, it's all in there. Like there's so much to it. So I got to kind of grow up with that right to the ending, which I won't spoil. For you guys, although you oh, may have we'll come spoil across it. it, I googled it. We're good. Okay, <laughs>
0: fantastic.
1: Yeah. I, already, um, I read some pretty heavy spoilers for Yeah. Holy holy okay. Cow. Then
2: I'll. Then I will spoil it. Like I read it all the way up till I was a teen, and and I remember the moment where I picked up that book fifty four and opened it, and I read it standing in a Borders, and the first few chapters are when Rachel dies, and I remember the floor dropping out from underneath me. It was holy
0: shit. Incredible. I can't imagine that kind of book. Exper- like, I mean, I have some memorable <laughs> book experiences, but I can imagine that was really super intense. Oh, I can tell you that lay of the borders, like, yeah, book 54. <laughs> yeah. Like, you
1: really invested at that point after yeah. 53 books. like
0: Right. Like probably a closer <laughs> companion to you than some of your actual like family. At that point. Absolutely. I
2: mean, like, uh, when uh, I'm telling you, it was like the, when I found out that Rachel died, it was like a family death had happened. Yes. It was like
0: it was horrible. And then you have to just go about the rest of your life having incurred this trauma, like no one and else understands. No <laughs> I remember one time reading a really terrible book, Death on a Plane, next to like a middle-aged businessman. And I was mm-hmm. trying really hard not to sob, and he was like, ma'am. And I'm like, Well, you know, murder. Anyway. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. Cause those are in like
2: the children's section too, right? So you gotta remember right? the kids are running behind me while I'm reading this screaming and you know, whatever.
0: And <laughs> It was a whole experience. We wore a black eye band for like a year (laughs) afterward. And Casey, did you read them? So
3: I think, so when Alex and I were in college, senior year, we're both busy as heck. Um, Can we swear on this podcast? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're both busy as shit. (laughs) And um, there's actually a site online that has the PDFs of the books for free. And it's not like the authors know about it. They endorse it. So yeah, yeah. So that's fine. So Alex was like, "Hey, read these books." And I read up to book 18. And then just college got Because You in the way. needed a
0: homework assignment while you were doing. Right.
3: <laughs> I wasn't drawing like <laughs> It took me 10 years for... to talk
0: her into the Yeah, homework. yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, late bloomer in that regard. Perfect. But I did have one book when I was a kid and that was book 3, which is a Tobias book that the Hawk Boys mm-hmm. book. And ah, it boy. is considered to be one of the darkest. It's early intense!
0: Books. Mm. Holy shit!
3: Yeah. Oh, like wow. He's yeah, dealing yeah, yeah. with a lot of things, and I—I I just had that one book, and I read it multiple times. But you know, when I told Alex that this was my first book, and she's like, "Yeah, no wonder you didn't read the series. That was not a good book to start with."
0: It <laughs> was intense. That's incredible. All right, so I have two trivia's and a lie for us. So I will say three pieces of trivia and you get to guess which one I pulled out of my tickets. And I I never know um, when we have guests on. I never know to what like level of trivia nerd expert you guys are. So I have no idea if this will be completely evident or not. But
1: she's completely dialed in. How to screw me up, but yeah, <laughs> yes. well- Who
0: knows? Well, I, I know nothing,
2: so I'm very excited oh, to perfect. just see what happens. All
0: right. <laughs> okay, so number one, Applegate lifted several words and images from her favorite book, The Lord of the Rings. The elvish word for orc is yurch, which became yerk. The Animorphs toy line was introduced in 1999 by Hasbro. They were marketed as part of the Transformers series, despite there being no in-universe connection. And number three, the series was originally conceived as a trilogy called the Morphlings. I have no,
1: <laughs> no, absolutely no clue out of any of these.
0: Can I, can I guess, or do I? No, okay. Oh, number three. Yeah, number no, three. It's, a group. it's a number group three thing. for sure. Okay.
1: Number three for sure. We're going with that. It's very confident.
0: Uh, Casey, do you have? Do you want to weigh in? Unless there's some, like,
3: detail about number two that's wrong. like Yeah, the that's the one. It's, like, the only thing that's hooking me up. But, yeah, I would say number three as well.
0: You guys are right. Yeah. Yes. Um, so <laughs> it was originally conceived as a three-part series called The Changelings. And originally, Jake was named Matt and his little brother, Joseph was a character like that took the place of cassie which is weird because jake and cassie have a thing when they grow up right so that's a weird vibe you know? and then as far as the lord of the rings thing uh that's also true and there's a couple other you know big call outs and then some names that she kind of snagged the flaming eye of sauron is you know what inspired cryak yes. and axe's middle name is asgar es- it's like it's it's Esgaroth, spelled different, um, which is a town in Lord of the Rings, and then the references. There's references to Fangor and Gondor, yes. so she lifted. Um, she lifted some things from there. I did not get far enough to see some of those. Mm-hmm. References, That's, but I think it was book 14 actually that had Gondor Industries, yeah. was the name, yeah, of, the name of the fake name of yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, and we were both like, I, <gasps> Right, had I read that far, I would have you know squealed with delight at recognizing yes. it, but I instead read it on Wikipedia. So, <laughs> but I have more fun facts to share. So, the books were adapted into a television series of the same name on Nickelodeon and ran from '98 to '99. These have been a whole separate reprint with some updated references and also updated to a new series of graphic novels. They inspired two video games and now um, audiobooks are coming out. Applegate stated in an interview online that many of the names for her alien creatures, races, and locations are actually scrambled names of local street signs or companies that she happened to notice. For instance, the word uh, Nothlet was derived from the hotel name Hilton. Which I still feel like is pretty like creative. Like, I still feel like that's pretty good. If you have to make up a bunch of shit and you're not, you know, J.R.R. Tolkien, like, I feel like she did great. <laughs> Absolutely. Like,
1: this is the standard gaming practice. In my standard business.
0: gaming practice. Yeah. Take things, change a letter, change a vowel if you can. Maybe it's oh. put an umlaut. Like, <laughs> lots
1: of anagrams.
0: Yep, lots of anagrams. Many of the novels from number 25 to 52 were written by ghost writers. Typically, Applegate would write a detailed outline and then, you know, a... Some, maybe a former editor or a protege would spend a month or two writing the novel. And they're usually credited in at some point in the beginning or end. So interestingly, I thought the show, I watched an episode of the show too. We can talk about that. Oh, I'm so that. sorry. Yeah. yeah, no, it was, <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> uh, But the show, shockingly, wasn't canceled due to low ratings, but for financial reasons. So if the show is going to get a third season, everybody would have been entitled to a raise. And Nickelodeon was like, Ah! eh, not quite <laughs> profitable enough. Nobody's buying those Transformers action figures. I'm like. sure Sean Ashmore,
2: Mr. Iceman, is just weeping about it with his X-Men money.
0: <laughs> right, just crying himself to sleep on his yeah. money. But so anyway, they decided that that would be the end, um, which I thought was funny. So, Did it and, actually uh,
1: end? Did it have an ending?
0: I mean, I don't know about that, but they, <laughs> they canned it after two seasons <laughs> is what I know. And then also about the show, a lot of the interior sets were built inside a brewery, turned into a television studio and the TV series Goosebumps was also filmed there. Oh. Oh. So I didn't know that. The iconic covers uh, created by David Maddenly. And if you love them, there are many signed prints that you can currently purchase on his Etsy store. I have one <laughs> right behind. If I move
2: this Incredible. curtain, you'd
0: see one right behind oh, me.
2: There you go. Incredible. Which one do you have? I have the In the Time of the Dinosaurs in the Step cover with all oh, the kids morphing in the all dinosaurs. the kids morphing.
0: Perfect. I yeah. definitely saw that shit online. Oh, perfect. So good. So, yes, that is a thing that you can get. And he also did Paul some Choose Your Own Adventures covers. That was great. I I also liked this. Mattingly liked to subtly include pictures or text mentioning his black and white cat Orson um, on as many pieces of his artwork as possible including many of the Animorph books inside covers. So that's book five, for example, the graffiti on the wall says Orson. In book 35, one of the TV screens shows Orson's face. In book 41, Orson shows up on a futuristic billboard for cat food. So now it makes me want to go back and look because when you look online, you can see the covers but you can't see the Necessarily see the flap, <laughs> which I remember from real life. But now reading them as PDFs, I couldn't see the inside cover. So
3: delightful. Felt,
0: felt like I was kind of missing out on that. But so that's the end of my fun facts. So what did we think about our rereads? or our first reads? Um, as some it of were? us have been
1: rereading for quite a long time.
0: <laughs> some uh, of us maybe <laughs> have been rereading permanently.
1: <laughs> uh, so I. Read the first four books. Me too. And also, I read the first two books of the graphic novel. I brought this, Beth, just so you could see it. Um, you can see the style here. I don't know how well that shows up. Yeah.
0: I looked at just the covers. Will you? Are they good?
1: Yeah. The I, I enjoyed novel? it. I think they did a good job. I would say, and I'm sure maybe our guests would have something more to say, but it, the I'm disappointed there's not more of a morph on the cover that that, that needs the old anyway, probably not. Like probably probably the best best case oversight. scenario that they went with this instead of the old one. but in my read of the first two at least, it seems like they it's pretty much a one-to-one port or whatever a, a, an adaptation is what I'm searching for. a one-to-one adaptation of the actual books themselves, uh, not even down to dialogue and, oh, okay. and the beats of the story seem to match up. Um, so they're really – I don't know this for sure, but it seems like this is the intention of a reprint is to just move to this. Right. I mean, I don't know.
0: They did that with Babysitter's Club, didn't
1: they? Right. Yeah, same mm-hmm. Same deal. So, Babysitter, yeah. Very similar to Babysitter's Club, which we talked about before, which is taking those and just putting it into, into book form. Right. Although the second book starts with – I think it's the second book where they're all birds – and mm-hmm. there's the kids in the woods shooting at them. And the kid has, like, a soda instead of a beer, I think. Yeah. Which is kind of a weird...
0: Yeah. Edited for TV. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like, weird. Yeah. I don't know. So, it'll be interesting to see... There's some violent stuff in there. And it, it's just... Where are you going to go with I'm the... interested to
0: see what that... Ends up looking like because one of my biggest notes is these are so dark. Like, and I don't mean that necessarily is a bad thing, but like, one of the things, so as librarians, like, and buying graphic novels, one of the things that sometimes is a challenge is text that has dark content in it is a lot different from like a parent looking over their kid's shoulder point of view than a graphic novel that has dark content or gory content. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I just wonder how they're going to get away with (laughs) some of that. (laughs) My cat is joining us. Everybody drank. Everybody drink. <laughs> Everybody drink. <laughs> no, good. So I read the first four, too. Um, What What did you think when you embarked upon doing it for the podcast? Did you approach it differently than when you had read it before, Alex? Me? Uh, I
2: ended up approaching it very differently. Um, when I, for, like, of course, when I read them for myself, it was very easy to just, like, you know, get into the story and go through them. But reading it for the podcast, my job for all of those years was to recap it as well. So I was writing what I thought was going to be a one or two page summary. And then by book 54, I had a 10 page essay for every, (laughs) I think the last 10 books were all 10 pages of recap. And I'm like, so anyways, it's just going to be me talking today, Casey. I hope that's okay. (laughs) But it totally changed my perspective, especially on one storyline, Cassie's in particular, And she has a moment at the end where she does this huge moment of what is, I thought first was betrayal. And that was, she turns the morphing cube over to the Yerks and gives them the power that the kids have, which means their one thing that they have is gone. And so I spent years being like, I like Cassie right up until this moment. How could Mm -hmm. she? How could she? And then reading through it again and taking it apart and actually like analyzing like what happened. I got this total appreciation for her and why she made that decision and that like, she did the best she could in that moment. She did what she thought was right. And then what she did ended up being the exact right choice and like, is what helped them win the whole shebang. So like I, I gained this totally new appreciation for appreciation for that
3: aspect of it, especially. So
2: that's where it got different for me.
3: (laughs) And she taunted me about the thing that Cassie does for like the entire <laughs> series. And I kept trying to guess. Uh, and there's
2: one horror. book, 19, super early on, where it's like, oh, this is the thing she did. I'm like, well, that was really bad but that wasn't the thing <laughs> it gets way
3: yeah it gets way worse <laughs> stringing me along
1: can i ask is this i don't have the story background to know exactly why she did the things she did but i mean a lot of it is seeming like there. have the, the whole point of this book is almost like they are dealing with wartime trauma yep right and and dealing with the consequences of not only fighting these really scary creatures that they have no experience with but also their friends and family who are now turned against them, right? Mm-hmm. That they're in the midst of and can't do it. I I could not believe the failure of the first book. They go in like to have a book like this where they go into this yurt pool thing. This is the first book, right? Where they they go in yeah. and coming out of it, they're trying to rescue these people, and basically all the people they're trying to rescue are just sort of picked off and either killed or we don't hear from them ever again in the midst of this rescue. And they make it out with like one person who they don't know. Yeah. I think they and don't know. Him and she they, never they comes totally back. fail this. Mm-hmm. The, the entire buildup of this book is like, we're going to fight against, you know, fight for humanity. And, and I, I honestly, I don't really have anything to compare it to in terms of modern young adult or middle, middle grade literature where this could even fly. I just can't imagine that a publisher is gonna be like, mm-hmm. Hey, so Your book fails at the end. All these kids just sort of wipe out and are traumatized at the end of your book. Like, what are we even doing here?
0: I I, I read the first four and I felt like that happened in each of them. They kind of have a a family. (laughs) Like, here's the thing. Their plans are catastrophically bad. Like, every time. Do they get better? What were you going to (laughs) say?
3: But a big theme that we talk about in kind of our group of fans is that these are kids who were approached by this adult who was basically like, here,
0: deal with As, this. Bye. Absolutely. I'm dead now. Like yeah. yeah. here's the weight of the world. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Like. Yeah. No, they're doing the best they can. I mean, I think there's no question about that, but
2: <laughs> plus the end of the first book, how that book ends is Tobias coming to Jake and Jake going, demorph.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Demorph. Mm-hmm. And then like,
0: cut. Like, <laughs> you just yeah. find out he's he's an offlet now. Well, and I feel like I think one of the things I wrote was like when you hear that they have this power and that's the rule and whatever you, i guess knowing middle gradish in this age fiction it's like that's the worst thing that could possibly happen so it's certainly not going to happen in the first book that somebody would get stuck like and it Right. I mean, and it happens. And then we really, as we were saying about book three, like we really delve into how shitty that is. And it doesn't let up. Like it does, there's not an easy solution. Like, and I know even later there isn't an easy solution. Like, that is, he we just. He does turn
1: back. He just somehow. He gets, gets the power the to morph again, right? But right? he doesn't. He does.
0: He's yeah. not permanently a person. Is that he, right? Right. He's a hawk. His bird is he's his main body. body. Mm-hmm. So we just did Scream and we talked about how at the very beginning you. If you don't know any better, you think Drew Barrymore is the main character, and then she gets murdered in the first couple minutes, and you're like, "Holy shit!" Now I don't know what to expect. Like, I felt like that a little bit with him turning and getting stuck at the end of the first book, because you're like, "Oh shit!" Like now, anything could happen, and bitches start dying. Like, I mean, shit gets real very quick. Um, And speaking of quick, the pacing is so fast; so much happens. Like, we're on book five, and there's a flying saucer. Like, we are. (laughs) Mm -hmm. ready to go
2: (laughs) that was always like 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 note-taking i'd be like i have 20 pages to the end of the book and and i know 30 things happen like
3: how is this possible (laughs) i will say though with pacing um is that because like a lot of things happen in each book but this is one of the best like character development arcs that i've ever read I think because we have, you know, 60 or so books to get to know these characters and to throw pretty much every single scenario at them and watch them break down. So, like, even though the pacing for each book is really fast, like, the overall, like, slow development of each character, I thought was just, like, absolutely brilliant.
0: Yeah, I really, I mean... We didn't get that far, and I felt like I was already seeing a lot of character development. And just the way they, like, talked about each other and the background, like, I feel like they were very empathetic of each other. I know Cassie's Painted is, like, the empathetic one, but I felt like they all really were – I didn't get to read a Marco. Oh, yeah, I did. But either way, like, it just – you know, I really liked kind of seeing all that. Um, Importantly, Hork-Bahir or Hork-Bajir – it sounds like the noise my cat makes when she pukes. Like, (laughs) can we (laughs) – it's not important, but <laughs> I just okay. I have I have questions slash comments about morphing.
1: Oh gosh, I do too. Okay, so
0: <laughs> first of all, so we do did, we all. When we did <laughs> yeah. right, I'm sure. When we did Gremlins, we endlessly bitched about the Gremlins rules and the eating after midnight and all of that. So, like, where are we getting this two hours from? Where are we getting this earth this earth two hours oh, from? Boy. What if we're on a plane and we cross time zones?
2: Like, what? Yeah, that's so that comes into play. So you guys didn't quite get to Axe yet, right? Uh he I, I, yeah, introduced we just showed up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he talks about it a little more and I may be taking some of this from like being in the fandom. So like sure. everything I'll I say for a it. grain of we'll salt. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the two hours is a two hour in in their time minutes, like as Axe would say in their minutes. So it's apparently because something happens with the de-stabil- destabilization of like their atom. So it would become sure. stuck in the animal Science. form. Something sure. like... there's well, science. science. They're <laughs> yep.
1: science.
0: Turning into shrews or whatever. Yeah. By that. So.
1: Okay. Here's another question. If I morph into something for an hour and 59 minutes and then I morph to a human, can I morph back to the other thing right away and get another two hours?
0: If you have enough stamina, yeah. That's you have to build I, up okay. stamina. Mm-hmm. Stamina. That's what I wrote too, Paula. I'm like, bitches, turn back real quick and get back. Like, go hide this yeah real
1: quick. <laughs>
3: Yeah, Can and they you figure sh- that out later? God, oh.
0: okay. I hope so. I'm and that's sure, like, like they make a big deal about how it's challenging, and some of them are better at it than I, like I get that, yeah. you know, I, and I think that's fair, and I think for someone who's read a ton of this kind of stuff, like that's understandable enough. But like, it seems like we should be able to do that. Can they go from one form to another? Do they always have to go back? They to their, always like, have main to go form? back. Yeah, hmm. you always but have like, to. Touch if you're face. good at it, you could like go quick.
2: Yeah, like so, Cassie does some stuff where she'll morph like parts were back to human. And then it, because she's the Estrean, she can immediately morph that part that is human back into something else. So but she you can't almost be like almost, you know? but yeah. you always have to pass through that that human you, you form. said <laughs> you
1: said something that she's the what
2: the estrine now so i don't th- think i got that far <laughs> that's okay the estrine is uh the name that the andalites have for somebody who's really good at at morphing and like really can do it in like beautiful ways and so they even mention later in the series when they're building the andalite worlds a little bit that they have morph dancers that are estrine so it's just people that can morph beautifully oh
0: well, because it's very like body horror gruesome. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. <laughs> like, when you get started. Is it like that on the show?
1: What did they do on the show? It's uh,
0: cheesy. No. What they showed uh, was the concerned dog watching
1: oh, something okay. change.
0: Yeah, yeah. And let me say this about and that. And like some that crinkly sound, sound, sound dog's effects. Act. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he looked, Ugh, Ugh, and then. <laughs>
3: That's My favorite
2: hard. was the dog laying in the tunnel and then they had Sean Ashmore lay in the tunnel yeah. and then just kind of tried to impose they it over They tried to her. make it I look think. like...
3: It was in the <laughs> 90s, they did their best. They, had they no did budget. their
0: best. <laughs> I felt like <laughs> the shadow, like, visor 3, like, monster, like, that was oh, well yeah. done because obviously we sweet. don't have a budget for that monster, but, like, we can show that it's in all their expressions mm-hmm. and the shadow, like, that was well done. But obviously... <laughs> But also, that's not how dogs act. That dog was way too chill. If I, if any pet I've ever known saw one of those monsters, they would not be like, hmm, "I'm watching with an interested face." Like that's <laughs> not. I don't feel like that's how that works.
1: Wait, I have more morphing questions. Okay, okay. Do they ever come up with a limit on how many morphs they can absorb, or how many like no. different things? No, no, I
2: don't think so. They have Man. like the most, but they never hit a limit.
0: So, my complaint was that I felt like it took them forever to go out. Like, let me say this if I acquired this ability tomorrow, I'm calling off of work and I am manhandling every animal I can goddamn find. Yes, yes. Yep. (laughs) But
1: but also, uh, you you, like, you just witnessed this dude get eaten by a 10 foot or 30 (laughs) foot tall monster or whatever. And then some homeless guy died for you. Maybe I'll
0: turn into a cat. Like, what are are we going to do with that? Like, I don't know. And this, like when I, when we played D anD D, and I was a druid, I tried to turn into animals to help all the time, and it was very rarely successful. But I feel like I would want to have this is my best stealthy thing. This is my best swimmer thing. This is my oh, best oh, flying thing. Oh. Right? Yes. So I ride right on the back okay. of
1: that humpback whale, and nobody thinks to take the form of a You're humpback whale.
0: <laughs> <eye>. What? <laughs> Okay. Like okay, so I know well, on your okay. show you guys yes. talk about what some of your favorite battles. So if yeah. you, what are your some of your your top? Oh, this top okay. Top so four. now, like you've unlocked like four things for me because I'm actually on oh, yeah. an Immort D and D play show. So we live
2: play D and D.
4: Amazing.
2: <laughs> yeah, so. So we tried to do all that animal holding all the animals thing, mm-hmm. and we fa- we failed. Our roles just sucked, and we failed so hard <laughs> repeatedly. It's so we got. Wait, oh, wait,
1: we have oh, to, we have to deal. Deal. Are you you're playing Animorphs D anD D? Yeah, so <laughs> I'm everything. Okay okay, <laughs> okay, okay,
2: okay. Now I'm gonna like plug my other show. So I'm on a yep. show called uh, yep. Dungeons and Drake and Beams, um, and <laughs> <laughs> and we're doing uh, an Animorphs live playthrough. Like we'd Twitch stream and and play it live like every other Sunday, and uh, we just got through our first book. And so we tried to do that thing where we go to like the gardens, our version of the gardens and like get all the animals and like it's so hard. It's so hard, guys.
4: <laughs> is it because
0: the custodians kick you out? There's like...
2: security. We were trying to be chill. Like then somebody like somebody got totally waylaid by a gorilla smashed into a um, wall. Like hate when yeah, that okay, happens. Okay. I jumped into a rhino enclosure and it was just because I have super high animal handling I got out of it. It was a whole thing. Oh my God. That's amazing. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, oh, it's hard. Great. But my my battle morph in that show is a moose. Cause I thought that would be really cool, and then I got yep. into my first year pool battle. Turns out, it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: so big, so hard, so, so alien. You think that, right? And then there's a staircase.
1: Oh, oh no! Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> does not compute
0: no, <laughs> no shit I never thought about that me S- centaurs never
1: work you can never play centaurs it's they're, true doing like ladders in yeah
0: right so oh, I man. feel like knowing what I know I would like have to practice and have like if this will be good for this this will be good yeah. for that like and I feel like they're like well one time I looked at a bug and now I can be that bug and I'm like guys do better <laughs> like <laughs> Um, books are stealthy. Uh, oh, sure. That's, but like yep. then they get all panicked, because <laughs> when there's something too little. Oh, so you but have you to guys find... didn't get to the Ant book, did you? No. No, no. Oh, no you guys. And i read like enough. a blurb, but I yeah. tried to I so when I knew, I mean, I didn't think I was going to be able to read all of them for this, but I wanted to read a handful of the beginning ones to get a sense, and then I tried to find like overall like synopses of like the overall arc and stuff, mm-hmm. and I, I was able to find some, but they weren't in depth enough so then I ended up reading a lot of the blurbs. But yeah, it so so tell me what some what are some of the ones that if I'm gonna read just a handful more, what are some of the ones I gotta go back and do? Like
1: do I have to read or or is it necessary to read them in order? I've seen a bunch of rankings. Except for case you spent like 10 years years reading book three (laughs) or book two or whatever. (laughs) Let's
0: not reread
3: that one. (laughs) Yeah. I mean each book kind of has your standard like chapter book where they kind of like say like this is the situation. Like, this Breakfast, is what we're trying to do. Let's recap yeah, up just point. like a quick, sure. like, couple page, like, sure. intro kind of exposition. But I would recommend reading them in order if
0: you're going to do that whole commitment thing. Because, yeah.
3: So I feel lot. like
0: what I saw though, there's like animorphs go to space, animorphs go to dinosaurs, like animorphs go right. Like, are there some like very special there's episodes or stuff. is there no? Just some of the books seem oh, to have. Well, there's yeah. spin-off stuff
1: too, right? Or yeah. there's extra That's... series
0: chronicles
2: and the megamorphs okay. are what they are so there's four chronicles and four megamorphs and that's like the chronicles are the history so you get uh Andalite mm-hmm. chronicles which tells you like elfangor's story and how he came like it wraps it back up into book one kind of
4: yeah
2: and then you get the uh Vizard chronicles which is the story about how the yurks actually found earth and decided to invade earth and it's like those are like history books okay um and then you have the Megamorphs, which are like the kids' side adventure, which is like the kids go into dinosaur times. The the kids um, get go a time, time traveling. Yeah, they go back in time and <laughs> oh, kill Hitler, sure, sure, of course. Like, but Hitler's what? like because they screwed is up the Hitler, timeline. Hitler's like just like, like some guy. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> sure, yeah, sure, sure. sure. So, so they like, just go back
1: in time and kill this random person. Is that what you're saying?
2: Basically. So they're they're like. <laughs> And it, the whole thing starts super weird, too, because they're, like, popping in and out. And, like, there's a whole scene where uh, Jake steals George Washington's boots before they cross the Delaware. Like, <laughs> it's
0: wild. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of butterfly effect bullshit right there. <laughs> yeah. It's it's crazy, but mm. it's very fun. <laughs> All right. So Alex is, is going to be a moose. Casey, what's your, uh, do you have, like, a preferred or a couple top things you would morph into? Um... Oh, intense. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this, uh, i mean i would definitely love to morph into a whale for sure um I, just like vibe in the ocean um oh, hell yeah i also enjoy a harpy eagle do you guys know what that is mm-hmm. i heard
0: you i heard you talking about it on that yeah yeah, yeah that seems book one yeah.
3: <laughs> a big giant impressive bird with these stupid feathers on its head like <laughs> like 90 serious 10% fun you know what I mean
1: that sounds um, about right I, are I dinosaurs like I need, on the table here can I, I need just to look this up
2: <laughs> uh, you gotta leave them in the time stream unfortunately you can only really oh, use them when man. you go back in time oh. sorry
0: I'm sorry this thing literally has horns mm-hmm. I just, <laughs> just looked <laughs> it up this, this thing is, is incredible, incredible. How many but are they're ones? like 3 feet tall with like a 12 foot
3: wingspan it's amazing yeah, All right. They, well, that's they
1: monkeys man
3: Mm-hmm. The cat sloths,
1: yeah, and sloths, fucking bonkers, which is terrible. I would probably turn into a sloth. That's my animal. I was get, I think.
0: okay, Paul. Why did I think the same thing? And then I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck am I doing with a sloth other than just chilling?" No, just
1: chilling. Just, just chilling.
0: Chilling. getting eaten by
1: eagles, I guess. Yeah, I, I
0: guess. The fuck, bonkers! Uh, <laughs> I love it. Um, Paul, is that sloth? Is your answer?
1: I feel like sloth is an an accurate answer. It's not the coolest answer, but no,
0: I mean. That's Pretty great to
1: me. I'm also I'm also pretty partial to pangolins. I just like roll around.
0: When I was a little kid, I dearly wished I could turn into my cat, but I think it was because she didn't have to go to school and I did. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Yeah, that's a great reason. (laughs) I mean, she like chills in a sunbeam, people pet her, people feed her, like Mm -hmm. very few responsibilities other than being furry. Like I could do that.
2: (laughs) I mean, honestly, just access wise, it's gonna be cats and dogs for
0: everybody. Honestly, yeah. 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 Like well, and that's the thing. I mean, for, for me as a regular schlep, I'd have to like, what? Try to like, I mean, I got deer in my backyard. Like there's not much I'm going to do that's going to be very like intimidating, but. Just, this, they... just get
1: this image of Beth running three yard after a deer. Like. Oh, I
0: can almost touch them. Have you met me? I feed them. We're friends. I can okay. almost touch them. Really? <laughs> I have the wild kingdom in my backyard, but, but I'm thinking like they're in a freaking zoo. Like they have a lot more access. So like Cassie's got that whole barn. Touch every one of those things, just in case. Keep it in your pocket if there's not a Keep limit. It in
1: your pocket,
0: like if there's not a limit, you know, like I mean, because even but they don't
1: know that, right?
0: Still, like what I if mean, they get even, too
1: many and they just explode? Like but- they don't know. <laughs>
0: Because even Tobias is like, I'm not an owl. Like, I can't see at night. Like, okay, so, like, then also, not Tobias because he's stuck, honestly. But, like, okay, so also acquire, like, okay. this it's too soon. Su- too soon. <laughs> su- guys, he's really going to, like, commit for a suicide in that book. That shit got real dark real fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I was, I, like I said, I I was, like, impressed that that's where it went. And I was, like, pretty surprised.
1: I'm sort of surprised that there wasn't more. Maybe I was just too young to know about it. But you know, when we had something like the Hunger Games, which was, you know, very violent and especially kid-on-kid kid violence. And there was a lot more, I feel like, adult reaction to that when it came out. And when I it was, agree. Like, the, I don't remember. I mean, again, I was a kid, but I don't remember any sort of adults being like, nobody read Animorphs. It's horrible. Like, well, this kid's going to commit suicide in the first
2: They hit months. it with the covers. The parents saw yeah. the covers and were like...
0: I think out. you're right. And when you peek at it and you're like, your ex was here, checks out, okay. Yeah. Like any yeah. parent who tries to make it past a couple of pages who's not like a sci-fi person is going to like, their eyes are going to glaze over. Yeah. <laughs> um. I also think, I don't know what you think, Paul, like if social media played a bigger role in yeah, people probably. understanding what was going on in the story of The Hunger mm-hmm. Games more than – I don't know. I don't know about y'all, but I felt like nobody was paying attention to anything I did in the 90s. So (laughs) (laughs) There was no internet. There was no cell phone. If I didn't see you, I just didn't see you. And like, I could have read five of these while my parents were at work on any given summer day. And that's absolutely what I did. I just was reading stolen Stephen King books instead of Animorphs. (laughs) But like, I could have read a bunch of these and nobody would have had any idea what
1: was Oh, yeah, no. No. So,
0: I cuz you're right like we both had it in our head like we know these covers, we know these are science fiction, like we know these are, you know, um kind of a classic for people, but I did not think of them as particularly dark and violent. The minute I started reading about it, I'm like, "Oh shit." Like, you know, people, you know, it's all about this PTSD and war and a lot of trans people found, you know, a lot that spoke to them in this, but like and that's all incredible, but that all happened to 90s kids like without anybody talking about it on the internet until now
2: (laughs) like i think now there's plenty out there if
0: you look yeah Yeah.
2: there's and it's just exploding like the since we started doing it like we were i i want to say kind of not like the first wave on the scene but probably like second wave and then like they started doing the audiobooks and then uh chris grind doing the graphic novels and then like all that and there's just been this like we've noticed a huge resurgence of of everything and then people talking about especially this i don't know if this is taboo to talk about but um when jk rowling started her anti-trans stuff right, right. and then Catherine applegate and michael grant have a trans daughter and so right, they're like, and they're
0: so lovely on twitter like about oh, it and they're lovely and we, we like need that tour. because it's so disappointing oh my god yes <laughs> freaking... yeah yeah i i saw that a lot too so i thought and i i did see a lot of the comments about that and i you know and I think people had felt that about Harry Potter, and now they feel a little betrayed by that. So, mm-hmm. to to have this place to go is is a great place to go. Yeah, a little, with a little bit of emotional damage and war PTSD, you know, thrown in for <laughs> fun. <scenes. Yeah. laughs> like
1: me, you know, yeah. Do they ever explore sort of the implications of? So I I think the last book I read was where they first meet Ax. They they go out mm-hmm. and rescue him from the dome ship underwater, mm-hmm. and. I think it's at the very end, he like turns into a combination of all of them or something as a mm-hmm. new person. He makes like
0: boy form. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. But do they ever explore sort of the. There are some really sticky wickets when you start talking about like, I can take over. Yeah, well, okay. I, yes. <laughs> the questionable morality of taking over somebody else's form and it, like as another human form and what that means in terms of not only like what you're doing is impersonating them, but also sort of your thought process. And they explore this whole idea of I can steal your soul oh, or yeah. whatever. Like, I mean, yeah,
3: yeah, it becomes they, huge. Yeah. Casey go. Yeah. They, they start getting into that in like the teens where, you know, they have an opportunity to like acquire a person and Cassie's like, absolutely not these are all the reasons why it's bad like you we absolutely cannot do this unless it's like a last resort like we can't turn into these kind of people and kind of there's a lot of debate going on in the community about like what like what would have happened if they like hadn't had that conversation like would they have like won the war sooner and, you know, it's kind of you get on in the series, right, you know, it comes what? up like, again and emotional again.
0: cost. And by have the opportunity to acquire a person, you mean literally touch any human if they felt like it, right? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> just- no,
1: but the vice principal is super important key figure right. to the Yerksa. Yerks, uh, I don't understand that. There's no vice principal ever who's been that important to anything. <laughs> We've so worked I- with
0: vice principals. <laughs> I can't imagine any of the vice principals I've worked with leading an alien (laughs) army. Why is it always? Why are the aliens always parasites? Like they're always body snatchers. They're always parasites. I guess because that's That's the freakiest
1: thing, though. It
0: is the freakiest uh, thing because you can't recognize
1: them, right? Right.
0: And I
2: think that they this one Yurks were lifted straight from Star Trek. Like Mm -hmm. there's an episode of Star Trek with that exact species. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep.
1: (laughs) Yeah,
0: Um. but it's I mean, it's obviously in a lot. It's in a lot of things. And then, you know, Stephanie Meyer ripped it off for the host, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that's I mean, so I actually think it's interesting. You were saying about how Cassie gives them the ability then. So does that alleviate their desire to want to take over other bodies then or are they just inherently evil? She gives the Yerks the power to morph. Is that what she said happens at the end? Yeah.
2: She gives them the cube. And this is very, like, this is three book two or three books out from the end. She right. gives them the morphing cube. So they start, um, the Yerks start ramping up their, all of their troops to morph and like the highest thing they can do is give an actual Yerk the power to morph, not just like their host bodies. And they notice very quickly that one, the Yerks suck at morphing. They fly oh. big birds in formation. Mm-hmm. So they always can figure out when they're coming. Um, Because they didn't have to use any of the guerrilla war tactics that the Animorphs did. Um, But two, Yerks are nothleting and purposely staying in these forms so they no longer have to infest people. And that was an idea Mm. that Cassie introduced in Book 19. Mm -hmm. And then there was a whole Yerk peace movement. So these Yerks that were part of this underground movement started turning into nothlets. Or even yurks that were like, I just don't want to be a part of this anymore. I'm sick of it. I'm out. And uh, that actually gave them the ability to negotiate that at the end, which was one of their big playing cards when they were finishing up the whole war. So they aren't inherently evil. They just know. They, they right. Oh, okay. so this is such a good story. OK, so one of like the amazing things that we get to is we find out that the Yurks, the whole reason they started infesting things, the first thing they infest is something called a Ged, And it's this like a horrific alien on their home planet. It's a little blue ape thing that's lopsided, like one arm's bigger than the other. They like literally can't even walk straight. But the Yerks infested one, with, and that was how they found out they could do this and they could see. And the ability to see and the colors and the sensations, it was like a high for them. And like that was the whole reason they started to try and take over other bodies. So then when they saw this alternate route to being able to do that, they were immediately like, why are we taking over? Why are we infested? Like, we don't have to anymore. Like, let's do this. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. It was Hmm. a great, great beat.
0: (laughs) I feel like there's so much depth here that the covers and the initial like storyline or the initial synopsis would not lead you to believe
4: yeah no
0: what about the writing style Paul I don't know if you remember when we talked about like the R.L. Stein books and how they're very like declarative and like short sentences and stuff I felt like it was a little bit like that at the beginning but I do feel like it gets deeper I mean the storyline is deep but I felt like the writing I don't know because she's trying to do different voices for the different How different do you feel like they are having read all of them? Do you feel like you can tell, like, you are experts. You're like, (laughs) (laughs) their faces
2: say, (laughs) I I mean, like, I'm trying to think, like, if you gave me a blind copy, would Mm -hmm. I be able to tell? That's what I'm wondering. I think we could probably.
1: Like, could you put it on a timeline of book one to 54 or one to whatever?
2: (laughs) 50 bajillion. Yeah. 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 I think we could. I think we could do that. We could probably break it down by kit with some exceptions because there's some, you know, overlap of a lot of different areas where they're coming from when they're talking. But if you get like a scene in the barn where they're all like cross chatting to each other, Mm -hmm. there are times where Mm -hmm. like towards the end where like they stop telling you who is talking and you can still kind of tell. Yeah,
0: Yeah, they definitely have that like sort of not breakfast club quality, but they have their lanes, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know that Marco's going to make the joke and you know that, like, they kind of have their their roles. And I like how we have to tell at the beginning of each one. She's pretty. She's my cousin, though. That's kind of weird. She's oh, blonde. She's whatever.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm like, I get it. You, it's your job <laughs> to tell us the physical description because middle school kids really give shits about physical descriptions. But at the same time, that was a weird vibe. Yeah, that's a line. I
3: think we all agree. We could have done <laughs> yeah. that. But yeah. You know, the books aren't perfect.
0: Nothing, no one's perfect. It's fine. Right. <laughs> oh. What else? What else should people think about it? What else should people know? What's their, what's their, Paul? anything you were struck by that you were really surprised by? Oh, I mean, so we,
1: we've already talked about the darkness in these books. I was shocked yeah. by the, how dark they get. And I and actually had a question because Alex mentioned about reading the biggest spoiler that I saw online was Rachel's death. Mm-hmm. Okay. That people were like, this is the, the bomb that dropped in the series. Then you mentioned reading it like in the bookstore and you know, the floor drops out under you. Was there a sense of, being betrayed, like by the book or by oh. the author, I get you know by <laughs> by the authors or being angry this. about it because you know just okay. curious.
2: I love this so much. One, I have you mattered tattooed on my arm right here. Mm. I the ending when I read it, it was shocking and horrible, and I think the sense of betrayal or like that sense of how could you do this to me was absolutely a stage of grief. But here's the best part about that. I don't know if you guys saw this in your reading. So, so many fans felt betrayed by that that they reached out to Catherine and Michael and said, "How could you do this to us? How dare you?" And they wrote a letter to the fans that said, that. "This is a book about oh, war." Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, they literally said, "This is a book about war." And if you thought this was going to
0: have a happy ending, fuck you. How did you there's get that? Basically, not been happy endings to really most of no. right? I mean, they no. it goes wrong, yeah. families yeah. get broken up, like yep. okay, people get stuck, like it and, isn't. It isn't a joyride the whole time, so why would right. you be, I guess, surprised? And at the ending, it's like Rachel's dead. Tobias leaves and, like, basically
2: he's gone. Like, he's right. another casualty because he leaves society. Marco is leading this life of, like, you know, he gets supermodels and he's on TV all the time. But the second that Jake comes back and says, we got to go, he realizes, like, how fake his life was and mm-hmm. abandons it immediately. Jake never, Jake falls into a depression and never recovered. Like, none of it's happy. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. like... It's just, I loved that ending and it took me a a while to appreciate it for sure. But I love that ending because that's so realistic and so gritty. And like, I feel like it was the first time an adult didn't talk down to me in a middle grade book. Oh
0: yeah, for sure.
1: Now, is there also a further point where Jake comes back and gets them and they go on this like last wild ride and then is the ending just crashing the ship or something? And then we don't know anything. It's total cliffhanger for the end of the series.
2: Yep axe gets taken all the kids board the rachel is what they name the ship and they go out fighting they crash the ship into the one ship and that's it that's the end you don't know how it ends and it's because they want them to go out fighting the way they right. came in hmm. so yeah
0: <laughs> after 50 whatever books they're like this is this is a good spot. We're, like, I wonder, no, we're not gonna wrap it up I, right i yeah. wonder to what extent she had it in mind when she started, like all of that, all of I'm that sure whole long. Didn't. Right, right, right. I just wonder at what point they were like, oh shit, so this is where, oh, another 10. Okay, like let's. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that's pretty, yeah, that's interesting. So, does this go in our canons? Paul, what do you think?
1: So, I'm, I'm really conflicted on this. I would love to put it in my canon. I just don't know if I know enough about it at this point having read two percent of the series to say yes i'm gonna like share this with my my little kid like and certainly not for a while i don't i mean and again that's i feel sort of like i almost think this is more valuable as one of those things where a kid just discovers it like me putting it into his hand and being like hey here you go he's gonna be like eh i don't know about this but for the kids who grew up with it and sort of just saw this weird cover in a Scholastic Book Fair magazine and wanted that, and then went through this journey on their own, I don't know. I don't know how to how to sort of replicate that magic uh, in right. in a sense. So I, I'm certainly I'm curious now to sort of read more about it. Um, and it is really people of you know, maybe a little younger than me are really bringing this back around and the, with the whole graphic novel series coming out. Well, are you we'll selling see.
0: the graphic novels to your students? Like, are they, how's it doing?
1: I think it's doing okay. I have not, but I didn't read it until this read through. So I'll probably book talk it as I go forward and be like, right. Hey, there's this cool series coming out, but they don't, they won't ever maybe know that there's a whole, I mean, not unless they get really deep into it. They're not going to know this comes from So They're just gonna be like, Oh, cool. Book.
0: Right. Well, if it's almost word for word, then they would start there and probably move forward from that point. I feel similarly, except I do think I would give the first book. Yeah. And say – because here's the thing. If somebody had given me that first book, I would have read them all. I feel pretty certain. Like I didn't pick it because like I said, busy busy with vampires like I had plans. But like – I've always liked science fiction. If somebody would have given it to me, I think I probably, at least I would have read the first bunch of them that I could get my hands on. And I think that it's just very, very, like it's edible, like it's popcorn at the beginning. You're just like, it's quick and and you want to find out what's going a lot happens. Like, I think that's all the things you want. And that. Kind of series, so I do feel like I would give the first one. And see, my see. son would
1: love them now, he would love to read this book now, and that would be a bad right. idea. But
0: he's too wee, <laughs>
1: he's, he's too, too little, <laughs> too
0: scary. Some <laughs> murder birds, it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> I think Mark Bajor sure in my head is the is the Pokemon Cabotops. I don't know, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they look the I same. Like Cypher
3: Cabotops, yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I'm tra- like, I'm hearing the descriptions, and I do think the descriptions were good, but I'm listening the descriptions and I'm trying to like come up with my pictures in my head. Then looking online, I found lots of art, but I'm like, it was was pretty interesting. So what about, what about you guys? I mean, I think I know where you stand on it, having <laughs> 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 devoted so much effort to it, but what are your thoughts on passing it on or showing it to people or how important is it to be passed on?
3: I'm like halfway considering just buying A bunch of copies of the graphic novels and just sticking them in all of the free little libraries around my neighborhood. (laughs) That's a
0: fantastic idea.
3: I just, I, I obviously didn't like grow up with the books, but like reading them as an adult, I get. I don't know if I would have appreciated them as a kid the same way I do now, but I can tell you that like I am so perpetually disappointed in every book that I read that isn't as good (laughs) as Animals. like it really is it's such high praise like i just these books like i'm i'm a very character person so the fact that like you know like i said earlier this is like some of the best character development i've ever seen Uh, there's just nothing better than this for me in terms of characters so i'm i would love everybody to start reading these i mean again they're online for free like you you have no excuse just like read them and
0: they're so quick i mean like mm-hmm. yeah. you could really read it's a bench. bit
3: of a commitment because there are so many books but like if you just read like the first 10 and you and you like what you're reading then like
0: you know it's not any more of a time commitment than like game of thrones or anything like sure. that because they're so short they're so quick alex what do you think
1: uh, this series is finished too
0: yeah, this series yeah. Yeah. Yeah, is so it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I will admit,
2: I give them to my friends' children oh, at perfect. birthdays and things. Well done,
0: <laughs> good job. Yeah. Books are the gift that keeps on giving, especially yep. a series with this many freaking books. <laughs> yep. And if they mention them later, I'll be like, "Great!" Next birthday great, rolls around, I'm set. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. And I feel like as a kid, I would have loved to have all of them on my shelf, like feel like I'm missing I, a little missing I have little it now, now and yeah. I'd have to tell you it's, and it's it's incredible for me. So as a yeah. kid, <laughs> I would have lost it. Right, right. Well and that <laughs> just seems so unattainable when you're a little kid too. Oh, like yeah. the idea that you would have them all in order and they would be like in nice condition and that you would have been able to get them all. Yeah. Like that seems like not a thing (laughs) no
2: I remember like you know you'd go and beg like once every couple months to go and you'd be like ah well I can only afford these right you have your two dollars
0: and you're trying (laughs) really hard to budget out like what you can get that's really funny yeah I mean and that was really the only time I ever had books that were mine like I think that's a lot of kids experience you know well, that's awesome. So thank you so much for joining us, Casey and Alex. It was a pleasure getting to talk to you. Tell the people where they can find more Animorphs goodness from you.
1: Or anything else.
0: Or anything else. Oh boy.
2: Um, <laughs> all right.
0: I'll I'll dominate this
2: because this is gonna be rough. I'm sorry. So Animorphs has just infiltrated all of my life. So I am, you know, obviously we do Animorphs Anonymous together. Um, I'm on that Dungeons and Dragons Animorphs podcast, Dungeons and Dragonbeams. Beams, and then from a different Animorphs podcast, I met friends through Animorphs, and we do another podcast called Horse Girls where we read the Heartland series.
4: <laughs> Horse Girls? <laughs> oh, I love that. So, oh, my
2: God. So, yeah, so I do that. Um, and then I'm on another one called Soup Salad Sandwich, which is just a debate about foods. We categorize everything as a soup salad or sandwich, and I'm on another comic book one called Cadmus to Crisis. So,
0: <laughs> I do <Amazing>. a lot. <laughs> Amazing. You're busy yeah <laughs> uh, awesome Casey. but casey's idea. is
3: way more impressive i'm very excited it is not it is too so when i'm not talking about animorphs and other apple grants related things with my bff alex i am writing and drawing a queer college romance uh web comic um which is set in 2003 and it's absolutely like filled with all the music from 2003. It's really
0: good. I started reading it today. <laughs> it's. I only had a time for a little bit, but it's an absolute delight. So, um, oh, geez.
3: Thank, you. Thank beside,
0: you. Beside You. Yes. It's called Beside You. Cute. Yeah. So. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. So that's awesome. Guys, it was such a pleasure to meet you. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank Thank you you for having us. It was great.
2: to. I'll totally admit I was creeping on your backlog. I listened to your Jurassic (gasps) Park episode and I was like, dang it, I have so many things to
0: (laughs) say. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I think about things we watched in the past and I'm like, I feel like I could do like another episode about this now. (laughs) Like the more I think
2: about it. (laughs) You know, I thought you guys were going to do another one of uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas.
0: I was, I, we could. we can loved that we episode. Could keep that was fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, we've we've done some really friends so in this past year. So thank you so much. Thanks everybody out there for listening. Um, go find our lovely guests and all the things that they do. Uh thanks to Joe Costanza for writing our theme song. Find us online. We're at Nerdcanon on the things. Uh we'll see you in two weeks. Paul, what are we doing next?
1: Captain Planet, I think. <laughs>
0: That's first time i hearing about that. Outstanding!
1: You uh, we'll chose you. it, but I Beth.
0: probably did. I just didn't know what was next. <laughs> I better get on that. We'll uh, see you in two weeks with uh, Captain Planet, everybody. And until next mm-hmm. time.
1: Keep the nerd alive.